Hello, I'm Davis Nordell, a Senior Technology Analyst at RSM US LLP. We are proud to be sponsoring this podcast in collaboration with the Puget Sound Business Journal. At RSM, our purpose is to deliver the power of being understood to our clients, colleagues, and communities through world-class audit, tax, and consulting services focused on middle market companies. The business world is evolving rapidly. In this fast-paced environment, RSM understands that you need an advisor who thinks ahead and rapidly responds to the changing needs of your business. At RSM, we build strong relationships by being committed to understanding our clients' industries and embracing what matters most to our clients. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this Business Journal podcast. I'm your host, Rick Morgan, and today I'm joined by DevHub CEO, Mark Michael. DevHub helps brands mass produce websites. The company has roughly 2 million sites on its platform. In May, DevHub acquired the New York City-based real estate tech company, Brickwork Software. Mark founded the company in 2007 with his high school friend, Daniel Rust. Mark, thanks for being here today. God. Honestly, I'm teary-eyed right now. It's so heavy, you know, like, honestly, that was the most professional intro I think I've ever gotten. And I mean, is that what it's like on the big stage? You know, like, thank you for (laughs) having me. Thank thank you, Rick. Yeah, I mean, wow. I'll let you know whenever I'm on the big stage. Well, let me tell you, 14 years summarized in whatever that intro was, was like, it, it, honestly, I am, my eyes are filled with water. A tear did not fall, but my eyes are watery. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Of course, yeah. That might be Glad my voicemail, right. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feel free. I'll take your permission, yeah. but yeah. Um, so uh, last year when I spoke, I believe, was in May, right after DevHub acquired Brickwork. Um, just in general, I mean, how have things been going since that acquisition? I keep telling people, I mean, this this podcast is probably coming at a really interesting time for this company, DevHub. Like 2021, we realize, I, I keep telling our, our employees, our partners, anyone who will listen to me, that 2021 to me was more pivotal than 2020. Um, the the acquisition, to answer this the question straight up, the acquisition itself, epic. You know, and I don't know if we got super spoiled, you know, by it because it's now sort of part of, I think, our strategy going into 2022, aka, you know, potentially acquiring another company. You know, the, the chem, you know, number one, it started with the chemistry of the CEO of, you know, where Brickwork came from. But then mm-hmm. the, the people we got from it, and again, everyone says the people, the people, and it's so hard to, put it in context unless you know the people's names, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. and who they are. But, like, the the chemistry, the camaraderie, like, it's still there. What is it now? It's five months later. It May, June, July, August, September, October. Six, I don't know. So. That, yeah, six, seven months later. And then, you know, don't forget, like, you know, DevHub had been in the shadows of, you know, brands all over the world, everything from Whirlpool to BMW, yet no one – at those companies or brands knows who DevHub is because we were brought into those brands through some type of marketing technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brickwork allowed us to tell the story for the first time, you know, with brands that people recognize, you know, Chanel, Saks, and whatnot. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just been, uh, luckily, you know, 
it mm-hmm. you know it it's been just epic for us overall in terms of integration in terms of the people in terms of the story we're able to tell i mean even just freely talking about some of the brands just now that yeah. all came from this acquisition free this acquisition we would be scared to say anything because it's like our partner will get upset you know yeah but it was encouraging that even our partners ourselves who we go to market with were like congrats like this is an awesome move let us know if you if we if you need anything that we provide you know and it's just i don't know it's just been it's been great so mm-hmm. yeah. um have you been able to like meet the team at brickwork and, and kind of talk to them yeah so we went there. So I mean, so we acquired it officially May fourth, twenty twenty one. Daniel and I made a trip out there in July, and I'm not gonna lie, like I basically packed my bags, like I was moving to New York City. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I was like, game over, wife, game over, mom, dad. Like, <laughs> we're, you know, we're gonna go make it in New York, you know. And so we went there, and you know, I. You know, my wife hates this story, but, like, to me, the pandemic was still kind of happening in New York City, you know, Mm -hmm. and obviously it's still happening in theory in Seattle, right? Like, things not open and people not comfortable to go back to the office. And and so, you know, when I said we were moving there, you know, go open up the office there and, like, you know, bring people in. But it was like, as we met with the people, it was like, you know, actually, we're not ready to come into an office yet. And so I was like, oh, okay, you know, and the streets were still empty and whatnot, so... Uh, and then, you know, we've flown them out since that July meeting, too, and, and the chemistry is there. Uh, but we have not truly, you know, established, you know, the office and what that kind of environment is over on the East Coast yet. Uh, because, again, there is still a pandemic, but hopefully soon. Are you back in Seattle now with your wife, I assume? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I'll back. Okay, cool. You guys that uh the company was kind of looking at um, the, it seems like the company might be looking at a future acquisition. I mean, are you able to discuss that at all? Or is that still yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, listen, like again, so I see what the future is for what DevHub can become, right? You know, mm-hmm. as you said in your intro, 2 million sites. Well, like we're talking about sites. I mean, obviously anyone has turned on anything in the world in the last two months because everything has been, Metaverse, VR, you know, yeah, experience, yeah. you know, like autonomous. You AI. can't get away from the metaverse right now. It's just not. You know, but again, like I believe in it though. Yeah. You know, and the fact that we can power what we call, you know, experiences, i.e., websites, but essentially those are powered by data, right? Location data for a Nike store, you know, people data for like an Edward Jones agent, you know, and mm-hmm. that same data can be used to create an experience across any platform in any world. But again, to bring a brand there, it's like we're still doing sites for people, you know? So, I mean, I still think it's five, ten years out. But in order to get there, the reason why I like the idea of, you know, corporate development, M&A, is like, you know, if, if the right team is with the right platform and it's obviously synergistic to what we do, like it's a lot shorter than us trying to build it. And again, don't forget, like we have a little bit of a competitive advantage. Just giving it away all the way right now. Uh, I can't help myself. Sorry, Rick. 
Uh, like, you know, like we have a competitive advantage, right? Like we've been behind the scenes of some of the leading marketing technology companies, you know, across the world for the last 14 years, you know, and opportunistically, if like, you know, one of those partners or we raise a lot of money now, like we know who we would acquire. Very okay. simple. Oh, they implemented our software across 20 brands. You know, we should probably own that. Versus what has been pre-brickwork, which was, you know, our partners always trying to acquire us. Mm. And so it's just a very, it's unique that it kind of flipped like that. And so, yeah. Yeah. How so many, we'll uh, yeah. How many employees does Zephop have now? Like, okay, look, if I had a martini right now, which I have not. It's 11.42 a.m. You know, I would tell you, I honestly, I would tell you 90, you know, but if you include, if you're talking about, like, all, like, support people, everything, all in, like, close to about 35, 39. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, if I recall, Brickwork was your guys' first acquisition. I mean, what was that like for you and Daniel kind of going through that process? As if we bought a $50 billion company, as if yeah. you bought, and, and then to relay it to anyone else, like as if you bought your first home, you know, really? like it was so, it's so weirdly, it's it's like that excitement of like, you know, the first night sleeping in your, you know, a new condo or, you know, like, or I can only imagine it's that much bigger, you know, but again, at the end of the day, you know, when the deal closed, you know, everything was signed electronically, DocuSign, Daniel and I walked over to Asajos, it was just him and I, as if it was a regular, you know, whatever yeah. day it was, Thursday, Friday, you know, had a, you know, pasta and a glass of wine and was like, oh, nothing changed for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but in my mind, it was like the biggest deal, as if we rang the bell on Wall Street, as if you bought your first home, as if it was a $50 billion acquisition, you know, like, I don't know. It, 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 it was, it was exciting as hell. Like, I mean, there was no, there's no like, uh, you know, and again, having been on the other side of companies always trying to acquire us, you know, we've seen, we've seen the other side where again, like, it's like, we're going to buy you. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's not a good way. If I, I mean, you don't talk to people like that. You know, like, if you don't buy us, we're going to compete head-to-head -head with you. Like, we've had that one, too. Oh, uh, like, yeah. It's like, who the hell talks like that? What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. You know, like, but again, it's at the end of the day, it's people, everyone says that. But again, I, I guess the other added thing, if no one has ever said this, I wonder on the record, is that whoever gets the most people to work together wins. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like, they're full stop, done, you know. And so you're not going to get that if I'm, like, you know, we're gonna buy you. It's like that's yeah. stupid. You're lost someone, already. Someone trying to drink your blood. Yeah. Yeah. It's like oh, you know, if you don't do it, we're gonna compete against you. That company is. I'm watching them fall right now. That said that to us. It's just like, it's embarrassing. At least back it up. You know. Yeah. <laughs> compete. You know. But luckily, we've never had that in our mindset of like seeing what our competitors are doing or whatever. Like, we just it's not in our DNA here. Yeah. Like, we don't even care. Like, go for it. There's enough brands out there. Yeah. I, I wish, yeah, it'd be interesting if more businesses had that mindset. Um, has it I mean, been I, cool? yeah. yeah, sorry, go ahead. I mean, like, again, like, just market opportunity-wise, nine, I mean, we believe 900,000 brands, $100 billion market opportunity. 
Like, I know I just name-dropped, you know, Nike and Chanel and BMW. Those are brands that people know. But, like, what about, like, American Standard Faucets or, like, Mitsubishi, HVAC? I'm just literally looking out the window of our office. Yeah. <laughs> looking for logos of you know, Mitsubishi, HVAC. Like, it's, like, it's all of those. It doesn't have to be, you know, Starbucks. It's just crazy. You know, so anyway, there's enough. My point is, there's enough out there for everyone. We have 205 brands now, and we haven't even not even one percent of what it can be. So. Yeah, yeah, only 800 something thousand to go. Um, yeah. What a uh, has it been difficult at all to turn down some of these people that have come out to try to buy you? I mean, uh, has it been kind of hard to turn away from those exits? Well, at the size that. Some are coming in at no, yeah, <laughs> you know, like no. And then at the end of the day, you know, we, we again we're fortunate, right? Like I don't know if you can be a 14-year startup, you know, but you know we're fortunate <laughs> enough to see like our peers who have sold their companies, you know, try to start up their second, third company and they don't do nothing, right? Or you know, or they sell and they just to see their company implode, you know, on the inside of a larger company. Um, and so it's like, you know, hopefully the listening audience can hear, like, there's a passion, there's a hunger. It's not totally chaotic. And yeah. and it's like, it's, think about it like this. Like, can this person, and so far we have not met them, can this person, because that's who it is, not a company, it's people, mm-hmm. can this person build a bigger company than we can build here? If the answer is no, then it's like, no, it's, no matter what they do, they can't really buy us, you know? Mm, yeah. So it's like, and, and we've been, we've been close. I mean, we, we have four years ago, we signed a term sheet and at the very last second, the CEO of that company, I expected a call from them to say, this is a smart move. And I never got the call from that CEO. Mm. And it's like, that's just not how you do. That's not how you do people. Sorry. Yeah. Like essentially no deal. Wow. You know, it's like you don't do that. Like you're not mm-hmm. that tight, you know? Like, yeah. You know, you go you say hello, you you welcome them in, you know, like this is exciting, you know, we're scared, you should make us feel not scared. Yeah, definitely. And instead you're like you're quiet cuz you're cool. I mean, I don't I don't know. I again, I I wasn't I wasn't raised like that. You know, I would have called already and been like, this is the smartest move you've ever made. I mean, every time yeah, we yeah. signed a big deal, like we just did three days ago, with a huge manufacturer uh, of, I don't want to say it in case that one partner's listening, but anyway, huge manufacturer. Sure. Uh, and I called them right when I got the email, right when we got the document, I called and said, thank you. Like, thank you very much. You know, not just like, you know, let me loop in our customer success and move them down the pipe. It's like, no, there's a human here. We got you, you know, but yeah, yeah. people are funny. I mean, and that sort of, uh, that experience color, how you sort of um, interacted with work. I mean, obviously you kind of had that negative experience. Uh, did you try to do something opposite, the opposite of that when you were um, looking into an acquisition of your own? It, yeah. I mean, again, it wasn't like strategic. It's just who I think we all are here. You know, I, I try to, Tell our people one, you can't get in trouble because at the end of the day it's internet marketing, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're not you know, we're not selling ammo to like something crazy or doing something weird. Uh and and two, like, you know, like just a little bit of critical thinking. Like just be human. Like be like someone else has a job. Someone else there's someone else is a brother, a sister, a friend, a 
mother or whatever. Like, they have a life. It's not like they're sitting here like, I'm going to buy, you know, a CMS platform like DevHub today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they're not thinking about it as much there. So, again, it was just very, you know, uh, it was just a very human. And the human connection, as if I'm talking to your audience, you know, there's going to be some people that are like, this is awesome. There's going to be other people like, this is crazy, you know. And it's like, <laughs> you know, I think it's 95% like, this is awesome. And there's a 5% that are like, you know, uptight, and it's like, that's not how you do things, that's not how you talk, and it's like, I battle with that 5%, you know, I don't battle with the 95, 95 are my friends, you know, but that 5% is like, you know, am I, they're the ones always gut-checking me, like, you know, you can't do this, you can't say that, like, you know, what does that even mean, and so that's one I get all the time, (laughs) and, uh, and no, the chemistry was just there, it was like, I was able to talk like this to that CEO, and was like, look, you know, we're growing, you know, and, it was very much like, yes, you know, we want this part to be part of the DevHub horse, you know, like, let's put together a deal. It's like, great, you know. And so I, I just, I texted, you know, because the, the deal, even though it closed May 4th, we finished paying for it in September, just, you know, in case the audience wants to know. And, uh, and you know, I, I was texting them every month saying thank you. You know, and I texted them, hey, you know, congrats on what they're doing with their company outside of, you know, brickwork. And, you know, it's just been, it's just, again, the again, chemistry, chemistry. Yeah. And you can't fake it. Unfortunately, you can't. I mean, I'm sort of sure some people can. But it's, yeah. You met, uh, you and Daniel, like I mentioned in the intro, uh, knew each other back in high school. Um, can you talk a little bit about your dynamic? First of all, how did you guys meet? Um, how did you guys found this company and kind of how do you guys work together? Like what, what's that sort of like? All right now you're going to make me cry. Uh, <laughs> I'm not making you do anything. So it's honestly, it's heavy. It's, it's heavy. Like, you know, I think we both aligned on certain, it's not goals. It's like, like, like what is it? Like values maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's certain values. Like we both know we wanted to work you know, for no one essentially, right? Uh, You know, we both want, I mean, candidly, both want to make money, you know, both uh, want to, we both wanted, uh, we both wanted, you know, to build a company. We both wanted to take care of our employees. We wanted to have a product that people care about, you know, and and those values lasted from 17 to now I'm 39 and he's 38 years old, you know? And, You've been up, we've been down, we hired people, we fired people, we've we've learned along the way, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he's my boss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I always tell people he lets me be CEO. Uh yeah. because like he's the one that's not sounding like this, you know. And like he's I always tell you he's the closer. You know, I get people hyped for sure. And, of course, there's a little doubt. Like, it's like, can they really pull this off? And then, of course, you know, he's in there steady Eddie. Like, yeah, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> you know, and then, like, whole – and it just magnifies the whole thing, you know. I definitely think two is better than three uh, in terms of a founding team. You know, we've had the third before twice in theory. Mm-hmm. And it's just – you know, I always equate it to, like, ordering pizza. It's like, you know – us two want pepperoni, this other person wants, like, Hawaiian. So we're like, okay, you can have the other half Hawaiian, but then they'll still eat us like the pepperoni. But it's like, we already got you your half. Like, yeah. why are you still eating our half? Like, 
know? It's like, well, I don't want to eat only Hawaiian. It's like, what the hell? You know, it's like, why do we even have to have the conversation about pizza? Like, we're hungry. You know, let's just get pepperoni. But it's like, again, wasting too much time with three, in our experience. Yeah. You know, two is How did you and Daniel meet? So I we we had like a a travel search engine called Boplop B O P L O P dot com. Mm-hmm. Marchex on the domain name. In high school, yep. And you know he was technical. I was a little bit technical then, but he was definitely more technical and fast. Like to me, he's a genius. But yeah, like fast as hell. We had another kind of person that we were working with at the time, and they were just they were a perfectionist, right? Everything had to be perfect. And it was like fast, perfect, you know, and Daniel was definitely fast. And then he can get to perfect, but it was like, we always had something to show and we always looked good showing it. And, you know, essentially Daniel and I, after that, just worked together ever since. But basically he came over one day because he was friends with the other guy to, you know, my parents' house. He's 17 years old about to graduate high school and was like, who is this kid? You know, and you can just see how fast he's working. Like, Hey, I'm going to pitch this website to somebody or whatever. And it was like done. And you know, the hour I was like, Holy shit. We're just waiting a week for the other person. I was like, let's go build something, you know? And, yeah. and the value is aligned and it's persisted since, you know, where'd you guys go to high school? Richland high school in Richland, Washington. Oh, cool. Right on. Um, did you guys, how did, I mean, did you guys have a class together? I mean, how did this, uh, how did you even know about his website or the website you guys were working on? Well, no, so like it was, it was an idea I had when we were, my parents owned a travel company. Mm-hmm. So I was flying back from Palm Beach, Florida on a trip and was like, you know what? Like if these people in Palm Beach can build a company, I can build a company. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and the, you know the internet's blowing up, right? It's 1999, 1998. Uh, yeah. You know, and get back. You know, the neighbor kid who I was talking about this as a perfectionist was like, "I know tax." Is it like, cool? You know, and then we needed more resources, and so he's like, "I have a friend named Daniel," and so Daniel came over, and then me and Daniel just vibed. Yeah, and it was just kind of on after that. You know, that's awesome. We spoke in the past about uh, the effort you put into making sure employees are a good fit and, you know, finding people who will not want to leave DevHub uh, just because they love it there so much. Um, h- how do you do that? Again, don't forget, the lens that I'm talking about is still a relatively small company, right? Sure. And so I don't know if it's easy for us or it's a leadership style quality. I don't know that part. But all I know is that, like, for us, wholeheartedly, it is 100% about the employee. Yes, we push. Yes, it's definitely not easy. Yes, people have broken down, you know. But, like, mm-hmm. in order, like, it's it's fun if that is what, if you have a chip on your shoulder and mm-hmm. you're trying to, like, company build, you know, versus, like, just being in a job, you know. And so... As we've done better, you know, we pay more. You know, this year we instituted kind of a pretty, I think it's, you know, a pretty massive bonus program based on uh-huh. growth. And I, I'm happy to report I'm like 98% that we hit it, you know, at the highest level of it, you know. So cool. everyone will be paid really well. And it, it's a total direct result of 
for right now a smaller-ish team's efforts. You know, like how does that scale when we get to two, three, four, five, six, eight hundred? Please let's do another podcast and I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I don't know what that is. But the size that we're at, like, it's pretty easy. You know, it's like, you know, and we care. It's like, you know, I had an employee today call me and was like, I have to tell you what this customer is saying, you know, and whatnot. And I'm like, look, you know, just tell the truth. You know, it's like, yeah, but, you know, I don't want us to look bad. It's like, just tell the truth. You, you're you not going to be working that day. <laughs> like, you're fine. You know, it's like, but I just think, like, sometimes, like, you know, I, I just – I personally just try to make it so that our people are not another robot in the world and can just critically think and like, again, I always just go back to like being human about what they're doing, you know, and who they're working with and that it's not like, you know, cause you know, what we found out during the, you know, this year, another lesson that we kind of learned this year was, you know, like, I mean, we onboarded, I, mean, I don't quote me exactly. Like, I think we're at close to 40% growth this year, right? With the acquisition, okay. with new deals. Sure. And, you know, we hired, I think, one or two people. You know what I mean? Like to, mm. to the, you know, the team here in Seattle. And, uh, and you know, like everyone is like basically, you know, working their ass off to, you know, onboard these clients. And, you know, like essentially – you know what? I lost my the whole train of thought on that, and it was so profound. <laughs> we can hold on to it. You know, I have to come back to it. I don't even know what it was. Sure. Damn it! There was a lesson in there. You know. Is it is it getting harder like with this job market? I mean, given that it's kind of a job seeker market, and a lot of people are you know quitting and finding new jobs. I mean, how is uh, um, how, how is that affecting the talent retention piece? Again, like, you know, maybe we're insulated from, again, I don't know if it's a leadership thing or I don't know, I don't know if, you know, it's that we're smaller, you know, mm. I don't know. I don't know. To me, the biggest compliment in the world is if someone can leave DevHub and go get a higher paying job, even though I, we try to stay super competitive, yeah. <laughs> you know, like to me, it's like, oh my God, you won. You know, take care of you, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, good congratulations, you know. It's not like, how dare you leave us. It's like, no, like, you did it. Like, yeah. you're going to be more qualified anywhere you go, you know, because of what you learned here, mm-hmm. you know. So, but so far in two years since the pandemic, we've lost one person. Wow. And that was, that was by the way, that was pre-pandemic. That was like... I mean, that was, I guess, month three of the pandemic, if you consider the first month being March. So March, April, May. They left in May. Gotcha. I still don't, I, that one hurts because that one, I still don't know why they left. And everything you Google means it's, it's my fault. <laughs> so I uh, still don't right. know. I still don't know what happened there. But I mean, heavy words of crown of CEO, I think. You know, so. um, last we spoke, uh, your mom was in the office. Does she still come in? She would normally be in here today, but I'm moving at home, and so I needed her to make sure that the movers pick up the right boxes. So she's not not here today. But, yes, she is in at least three to four times a week. What's she doing? I mean, what does she do for you guys? Uh, Sales prospecting. Cool. So it's like, hey, 
you know, mom, a.k.a. Annette, uh, you know, like we need to find the head of web products for these style companies, you know, mm-hmm. and, okay. using the, and using the tools we have, basically building kind of like those prospect books for salespeople. Mm-hmm. As well as office manager, as well as uh, our personal travel consultant to book travel. Oh, that was going to, sorry, that was the point. I just remembered the travel thing. Gotcha. So again, you know, for our employees, what, you know, like working, you know, last year and this year with no face-to-face with any partners, you can see the frustration from both sides on the partner level in the in our own employees who are getting upset with someone that they've never met, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're not getting the information, you know, and you're you're upset with a person's email address. That's what I keep saying. Like, uh-huh. you're upset with this person, you know, Bob, you know, Smith or whoever, Megan Neely or whatever, you know, it's like, it's like, have you ever met Megan? Have you ever met Bob? And so what we started to do this year was start flying, you know, once everyone felt comfortable to meet mm-hmm. our partners where they are so that you can see, like, look, like, you know, because I think that work from home thing is a little, it's double-edged. You know, they know my co-founder, you know, my boss, essentially, he's like, you know, he thinks we're about 15% more efficient working from home, right? So, yeah, you know, but at the end of the day, like, there is, everyone talks about it. Like, in the way I think it bubbled up here was, again, like, you know, we're fulfilling, you know, all those brand deals, that growth, you know. But, you know, are people getting upset with, you know, someone's email or whatever, not understanding who that person is because they weren't able to meet because of the pandemic. As soon as they met them in Boston, in San Diego, in person, it was like, oh, I like them. It's like, yes. Like, they're just trying to do their job, too. You know, I'm like, you yeah. just forget that part. And so that was, like, a, you know, a huge a, a huge lesson. And so Yeah, there was a human behind the, the, the email. Yeah, but behind the email, it's like, and it's funny, because, like, every intro for the last two years, every meeting that we had in person with a partner, you know, because we hadn't seen them in two years, has been like, oh, that's who you are, Megan Neely. I've seen yeah. a million emails from you. You know, but I didn't know that that's who you are. Oh, you know, I'm Mark, you know. It's like, like oh, you know, it's like, oh, you're allergic to seafood, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, you know, you there's so many times in the pandemic you'll write an email to someone and say, like, oh, it's nice to meet you. But you're not actually meeting them, you know. You're, no, you're, you're not writing an email. Not you know, you don't know how tall they are. You don't know, like... You don't know their mannerisms. You've never, you know, gone to dinner with them or, you know, like, you don't know. And so it's like making that more human, you know, is definitely, it's been a big thing this year for sure. The last thing I wanted to ask you is uh, what's one thing your employees don't know about you? (laughs) I don't know. Was this the third time you've made me teary-eyed? It's like, <laughs> honestly, short interview like, for that. you know, like, I know, I'm a wuss. Honestly, I got to find It's because it's all growing, you know? And so yeah. you realize it when someone else is telling it back to you. Yeah, that's true. You don't, uh, you, don't, you don't think about it unless someone else. No, I don't, I, don't think about, I don't think about myself. Uh, I mean, literally, like, the first thing that, the, here, I'll tell you, like, the maybe more correct thing that I, I would say, but. Actually, I'll I'll do it the way I would just be me. Like how badly I want to be their friend. <laughs> like I don't know if that's what you're answering yeah. for. But then the reality of that is just like how incredibly proud 
I am of everything that they've accomplished with, again, the size of our team, like the brands that we're responsible for, like how we execute every day. That's not me. That's them. And so, you know, that. And then on the flip side, obviously, like one thing they don't know about me for real, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty transparent. I'm just, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think they know everything. I'd be shocked. Yeah. If they didn't. You should totally like interview. That'd be like the flip side of this, you know, it's like, how is he? <laughs> like, yeah. I might just either cry or literally move out of Seattle. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> what are your, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase the question then. What do, uh, what are your favorite interests outside of work? You know, my plan is to be good enough showman on the piano to go oh, nice. on a to go on a steakhouse tour uh, down the West Coast. My thesis is by the time I get to San Diego, I'll have put in my you know ten thousand hours, so nice. that you know like it's like oh you saw Mark. I have a whole band. It's called Married. I got the tattoo already on my rib. It's called Married. Yeah, it's called Married. It's like if you go to marriedrocks.com, the website's okay. already up. The logo's there. Good name. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, but the logo's even thicker. And uh, who else is in the band? It was supposed to be me and Daniel, my business partner, but he started his own thing and got signed to a record label. He's called Last Bar. This is a Daniel. Our, this is not Daniel Russ. Yeah, it is. Oh, he has his own band. He has. His, he's like an electronic uh, musician. Okay. And so he's he got signed to a record label in the UK and you know, he's been kinda of taking off and I've been insanely jealous of it and we were supposed to be in the band called Married and then, you know, maybe we'll collab at one point, you know. But Oh my god, that's he, hilarious. The the attention in the band. <laughs> I mean already, you know, it's like well look, we built a company, you guys think we can do this rock thing, you know, and he's like, Well I don't wanna do rock. I, I don't wanna do rock, I wanna do this electronic thing it's like what are we disagreeing now all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're able to run a company together, but a band yeah. too much stress. No, no, no. He's his honestly his music is everyone's just like loves it. He's got a bunch of streams already. Um he's methodical. I'm obviously a little I've had four piano recitals at this point. And I always tell people it's like Billy Madison because obviously I'm learning as an adult and everything there's like you know, nine, ten, four, you know, whatever and it's like I'm in there like, hey, everybody, it's me, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But again, where, do you, like, where do you play? I mean, I have to, I'm have. i staring at the piano in my office. Every time I can grab 20 minutes, I'll play. I have. I take lessons at least once or twice a week yeah, uh, virtually uh, in my house, in my house. Oh, I, mean, okay. I mean, the first – so, again, I've only been – I never played a musical instrument in my entire life. I picked it up at 37. Okay. And then, you know, I stopped listening to rap, which is a whole nother, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole right now. But uh, I was like, you know, rock and roll, is the, if you're going to build a company, you need to listen to rock and roll because that's all about the journey. Rap is the destination, but again, we don't need to get there, go there. And uh, so I picked, went to the guitar shop to buy a guitar, saw this wordless sir, I think it's called like a 201A, you know, it's like the Ray Charles sounding piano, people who know who will know. Yeah. And so I ended up buying that. I was like, I'm going to be really good. I thought like just buying it would make me really good. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, that's just not reality. So the first year I just self-taught, you know, YouTube apps. And then this last year got a piano teacher who has been just awesome, super strict, you know, exactly what I need. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and she's you know forces the piano recital thing because you know like she's like you you have to do that because you have to be that nervous you have to have that goal I was like no I'm not doing that with all the little kids it's embarrassing you know but actually it's been so fun and so I have I have one hit song out there it's called Christmas Wine uh, you can look it up at Glider C E O um, that's my Instagram handle. It'll be re-released this year. Uh, okay, awesome. Is it a Christmas-themed song, I assume? All about Christmas wine. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> it's, it's seasonal. It's like the, you'll be like the Mariah Carey for Seattle Tech CEOs. Look, I don't know why it didn't blow up last year. I think this year, based on this podcast, I think well, you I want a plug- podcast, that's why. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, that's why I had to shameless plug it, because I'm like, you know what? It's got to go viral. There's no way. It's a huge yeah. song. And there's no way it's not stuck in the listener's head after listening to it one time. No, I want to hear it in malls for years to come. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, Mark, we really appreciate you joining us today. Thanks so much for sharing all this, and uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, yeah. No, thanks for teeing it up.